pause continuously. I like to consider his bruises and scattered patches of rash as a pointless declaration of territory claimed, his pallid sags as waved rags, and take the pathetic persistence of his browbeaten lethargy as mute acceptance of defeat by a superior force. I run a direct line from his gut to mine, and glug full when he swallows, snatch what little energy he dare muster as my own, exist in every groan and make him bilious. In night's fitful cradle, as the mosquito settles, I fill his weary noggin with nightmares, sitting in the wet warmth of his small intestine with my belly full, feeding and fouling, feeding and fouling, his blood running thin when I forget myself, his cadaverous body racked and feverish in the grip of my greed. He fidgets skittishly, my anxious host. I sit with my feet up on his best tablecloth, fondling his wife's plump arse, brazenly enjoying the sweat I watch gather on his brow as it mats his thin hair to his head, and I mock him with a laugh I laugh too long and loud. I feel nothing but what he gives me, and so consider myself blameless, no longer know the he from I, have driven both of us mad through my necessary symbiosis. I feel nothing, of course, nor know how, though feel everything, and know not how to stop. We are George and Letty, Fred and Ginger. I lead him, limp-wristed and rag-worn, round my dance floor on bloodied feet, up and down my garden path by the hair. A tsunami is less cruel, a plague more mindful. I like to lead him to death's door and taunt him. Ha. Poor sod. I often wonder if I've sucked this udder dry, but try as I might, I'll never leave him. He paused continuously. 